Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Hello, beautiful people from all over the world. Here's what you need to do. Put where you're from in the comments and the first Cave On comedy video you ever saw. Then we can see in real time how you stumbled upon me and maybe I'll create more content just like that. For my first time viewers and my podcasters who will be listening to this a week later, this is a live show we do just about every Wednesday and it is not the Tonight Show. It is not the Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Oprah, Jimmy Ellen, Jimmy Cobor, Jimmy Trevor Noah. It is not the Jimmy Corden Show. Put those little Jimmies away. Zip. Bring out a big half Persian Jimmy. It's time for the right show. That's right. Now, not a lot of people have seen my show in comparison to the Jimmies. But once they start to get a taste of a bigger Jimmy, they never want to go back to the smaller Jimmys. Will you agree with me? Let me know. We're seeing how people found me in the comments. I'm going to read a few of them. First was a dry bar comedy special. I'm, I'm very happy to announce that has 15 million views now. So thank you, dry bar, for introducing me to so many people. Patricia goes way back to MTV's disaster date where I was an actor who was on a blind date, what the woman didn't know is there were hidden cameras all over the place. And that was quite a treat. I got to prank people, kind of like uh, punked, but this was like punked for dating and it was called Disaster Date. Thank you so much, Patricia, for catching me a decade ago. That was, that was a few less wrinkles ago, but the biceps, they haven't changed, not even a little bit. I don't know what's going on. That's what I'm telling you, put the little jimmies away. Who else saw me and where? Here we have someone from Texas who said the first time I saw you, Kayvon, was the Nintendo clip from your Tanks God one-hour comedy special. Thank you so much, Rosh Mosh. That's Dr. Rosh Mosh to you. And the TED Talk from Beth Coddington, who is a VIP all-time supporter. So there you have it, folks. You have homework to do. If you haven't seen some of those clips, go look for them now. Here's one of the downsides of the MTV disaster dates. I had all 32 of mine archived on my YouTube channel and one day I was just driving, minding my own business and I got an alert on my phone and said, Brr, you've just violated the copyright, strike one. I'm like, what? MTV took down my own episode that I had highlighted on my YouTube channel. So I'm just driving, then Brr, you just violated another copyright, strike two. Oh my goodness, it turns out MTV was one by one complaining about me posting my MTV disaster date, which technically they have a right to do that, but have you noticed people just throw everything online now? This was very early on in YouTube's days and I was under attack. I was in my Audi, at that time I had an Audi. I couldn't have a BMW, I'm only half Persian. I drove home, got to my computer, boop, strike three. If you get any more strikes, we're going to permanently remove your YouTube channel. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm deleting, find my video, delete, find, delete. I deleted 27 episodes before they could get to them. That's why I'm still here today. So my own company came back to attack me for violating that. Now, should I re-upload them? Hmm maybe under a different name or maybe on a different podcast or channel. I don't know, I'm very scared. I'll look for your advice in the comments. But thank you for answering that great question. What a way to kick off the show. Where are you from? 
And what was the first Kayvon video you saw? If you want your comment to be highlighted, then you just do a super chat. It stays on there a little longer and we give you this little cha-ching noise to let we know we appreciate you. But something very good happened just recently. We now have 325,000 YouTube subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The reason we do that is not to brag, it's to show that the community is growing and this puts a timestamp on every single episode so you can see maybe in five years you're listening going, but he has 10 million subscribers now. How did it happen that he once had 325,000? Just doesn't seem right. He was a smaller Jimmy back then. Well, we are here now. In order to protect ourselves from big tech, who can cancel you at any moment for any time because they don't believe in diversity or freedom of speech, I have now started to diversify my online portfolio. So if you don't want to catch me on Facebooker, where they continuously block me just for saying jokes, then you have me on YouTube. But if that's getting a little dicey, why don't you join me on rockfin.com slash caveoncomedy or caveoncomedy.locals Dot com. Those two believe in freedom of speech. And click the thumbs up button because the more thumbs up this live cast gets, then the more it starts to go viral and people will stumble upon a half Persian. Now we don't just say hit the thumbs up or tap the thumbs up. We get pretty aggressive on this show. I want you to take a gavel and smash judgment upon thy thumbs up button. The same way the judge will soon smash judgment upon Andrew Cuomo, okay? We're gonna talk about Andrew Cuomo. He didn't mean to hurt anybody. He's an Italian and from way back. He's lived in America his whole entire life, but he sounds like he just got off the boat from Sicily. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the Olympics and do a little wrap up. But first, let's talk about a week wrap up. Last week was amazing. I did a show in Spokane, Washington. No, that's not Spokane, it's Spokane. Then I went to Sacktown for a Mormon event and then San Francisco for the heathens. So Seventh-day Adventist in Spokane, Mormons in Sacramento, and of course, you know who in San Francisco. That's everybody. No other half-Persian comedian has that kind of range. Believe me. Now, what did I notice about the people of Spokane? Very passive-aggressive. On the train from... Well, that was in Denver, actually, but I was on the train in Denver to go from the security to the terminal. And I'm just sitting there on the train, minding my own business, holding on that thing, you know, flexing a little bit, naturally. But I'm holding the... It's a leather strap, but you know, I just do it like that. And about six feet away was a purple-haired, tattooed, frumpy woman. And she said, Sir, could you put your mask on, please? And of course, I had my headphones in, so I pretended like I didn't hear that. She said, Sir, could you put your headphones in, please? And I had my bottle of water, and I looked at her, and I go, I'm drinking right now. That's a gangster move. That's gangster. When someone's trying to tell you to do something and th the secret rule of COVID is COVID can't hurt you if you're taking a sip or eating a pretzel. So just have a little bag of pretzels or put, just put one pretzel in your pocket, little pretzel. Apparently the loops of the pretzel creates a COVID, you know, a COVID mask that 
nothing can penetrate because on the plane they give you pretzels and you're allowed to take off your mask suddenly eat the pretzel so maybe the pretzels are wearing little masks we don't see it but have a little pretzel or have a bottle of water and when someone says sir ma'am ma'am be like do you know what the cdc says i'm drinking right now and take the longest invisible sip of your drink. I hope you like that, and it is now time to show you what it looks like to go from Spokane to Sacktown to San Francisco and back down. Sounds like a Dr. Dre song. Enjoy the tour. Hey, your favorite half Persian, half Scottish, half flight attendant, half pilot, flew to Spokane, Washington, drove to Sandpoint, Idaho, entertained these lovely people, and made it home within 24 hours. Thank you, Idaho, and I will see you next in San Francisco. Look at this guy playing that flute. Wow. No, just go. Oh, the small one, small one. Eating in a box on the side of the street with no mask. But if I happen to walk by with no mask, I am now killing everybody's grandmother. Find a hat that oh, I don't even yeah. sell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not even mine. Thank oh, you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Half Persian. Half Persian, right here. <laughs> not as sleepy as these eyes. <laughs> Woo! I am sleepy, but actually, I'm just half Persian. We have darker eyes. That translates to sleepy looking white guy. But I'm wide awake now thanks to Beth Coddington who came through with a $100 super chat helping me advertise now my shows. I'm gonna spend every dollar on that advertising to Tampa, Hollywood, and Las Vegas. Thank you, Beth. That's a double cha-ching. She is VIP for life, I'm telling you. And if she keeps going, we're gonna have to just make her, uh, just give her a show in Iowa. She keeps asking for it. No one invites me to Iowa, really, but uh, Beth has been. Then we have Coley with $5 in the bucket. Boom! Now, you might say, oh, Kayvon, $5, that's, you know, but Beth did 100 Every dollar counts with 325,000 subscribers on YouTube. All I'm asking is $1 from each of you every week. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. And people are supporting Beth. So there you go. You got a sneak peek of what it's like to be a comedian on the road. Next up, I'm off to Tampa, Hollywood, Las Vegas, Huntington Beach, North Dakota, and we just secured Houston again, La Jolla, and San Jose Improv, those tickets go on sale in 15 days. But since you tune into my show live, we have several thousand viewers. I'm giving away five free tickets to Hollywood, five free tickets to my Las Vegas show. That's one per person. I want five people to be happy in Hollywood and five to be pleasantly surprised in Las Vegas. 
the way to get those tickets? Email me, info at k-vonncomedy.com. First five people, just like a radio show, will win. If I'm not coming to your town, private events only. I will come to your backyard, front yard, garage, living room. Bedroom costs a little extra. I also do funerals, bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, and retirement parties. I say no to nobody. When we come back, it is time for an Olympic wrap-up. I hope you are ready. So, the Olympics happened. Now, there were many, many positive stories, so we must celebrate those athletes that represented the red, white, and blue proudly. We're excited. Say their name in the chat so people can go down and scroll through this chat later. Podcasters, check out the link that you're going to have down below, and you can watch live, and you can see in the chats all the Olympians we should be honoring. So, don't mention the ones we shouldn't honor, and put the names of the ones we should. It's not just Tamara, although she was amazing, and uh, Katie Ledecky and all these others. Anyone who didn't kneel is on Team USA because, as you know, I too am on Team USA. In fact, my bid to be an Olympian on Team USA did not go well. They did not invite me to Tokyo. I told them I'm available. But I do comedy that relates to the Olympics during the Olympics, and four years ago, I found a clip I couldn't believe people had already forgotten about the Asian pole vaulter from the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. Let me set this up for you. There was an Asian pole vaulter, Rio de Janeiro, four years ago. That's not that long ago. What were you doing four years ago? Not much different than you're doing now. He was going up for the pole vault and something knocked the bar off, disqualified him. A lot of you won't remember this story. That's why you have a comedian to bring back to rekindle that fire of memory. Enjoy my comedy clip. This was filmed just for me to watch, so the audio isn't perfect, but you'll enjoy it. Podcasters, you might want to see the visuals too. Here we go. Uh, Ryan Lochte, who's a complete idiot. He uh, he tried to vandalize a bathroom, then lied and said he was robbed at gunpoint. And then uh, all the swimmers got arrested, but he escaped. And people are like, how did he get through the Rio airport so fast? I'm like, easy, he had no medals to detect. So, yeah, easy for him this year. And then did you guys see uh, the, the Asian guy breaking stereotypes, the Asian pole vaulter? Oh yeah, pole vaulter, Asian guy. He was going for a record up, over, his egg roll hit the bar, <laughs> knocked it off. Yeah, yeah, which is horrible for his Olympic results, but great for his reputation. <laughs> right? Like that's every man's dream. <laughs> on an Olympic setting, for this to be so big, it ruins your chances at a gold medal. That's perfect. That's the happiest loser in the Olympics right now. Because he's Asian, so no one would have thought he would have been able to do that, you know what I mean? Right now he's chilling in the hot tub in the Olympic village, like, yeah, well, you know, I outgrew the sport, so. Guess it wasn't for those other guys who wanted, not me. You'd be like, damn, he's in there with four hot chicks. Excuse me, there's eight. Four of them are synchronized swimmer underwater right now. <laughs> They're blowing more than bubbles, that's for sure. That is just a sample of the comedy. Every good comedian should find topical events and keep on top of them to stay sharp. Otherwise, it's a uh, snooze fest. Hey, it's time for comment of the week. This week had so many great comments, it was very hard to choose one. 
but I think we found a great one. In fact, let's go for two. First comment of the week, and I will read to you, since not everyone is able to see this screen, goes something like this. Ladies, let's be clear on one thing. That Asian guy lost due to his humongous egg roll. But remember, Kayvon has never even been allowed in the stadium. Very true, a very good point. And I'm starting to understand why they keep saying no to my Olympic bid. It hurts a little bit less now, knowing that we might have figured out what the culprit is. Hey, that's not appropriate for the only comment of the week, so let's do a bonus one. And I love this comment because it's very complimentary. I read, Wokio Olympics? Trevor Nolaf show? Steven Sobor show? In this age, it is a sign of the decay of the mass media that we need a half-Turkish, half-Scottish hairdresser giving us the news from his sauna. That is a sad sign of the times, folks. When you cannot trust CNN, MSNB, Hiha, you cannot trust ABC, NBC, or any of the Jimmies, you need a half-Turkish now in my sauna with it turned off, even though it is getting hot in her to give you the straight up news. Thank you for the comments. Anytime you put a comment under my YouTube, Facebook, Rockfin, or Rumble video, you too have a chance to be featured in the comment of the week. When we come back, it's time for terms and definitions, and why don't you do me a favor? Put in the comments the difference between a leftist and a conservative. Not a liberal, we all know a liberal is like, you do you, I'll do me, freedom. Leftist, radical, religious leftist, versus your average moderate or semi-right conservative. We'll be back with that. First things first, let's go to terms and definitions of the right show while you guys are filling in. It's like Jeopardy. Dun, 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 dun. What is the difference between a leftist and a conservative? All right, terms and definitions before we get there. Remember, it is either USA or BLM. You can only pick one. That is the official belief of this show and I hope you agree too. Megan Rapinoe. We officially call her Karen Kaperchick. And she is growing out a purple-haired fro. We just can't tell you where. Maybe Victoria's Secret will reveal. Next, Governor Andrew Cuomo. We refer to him as ex-Governor Creepo. Okay, and if you wanna know why I call him Governor Creepo, Listen to how slowly this guy talks. He must think we are all as stupid as his own brother Chris from CNN. Go. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, is smart and competent. This transition must be seamless for the honor of serving you. It has been the honor of my lifetime. God bless you. This idiot was the left's media darling, if you will recall. Governor Andrew Cuomo received accolades for his handling of it. He even wrote a book touting his leadership during the crisis. His science-based approach to the looming pandemic stood out in comparison to the inaccurate and oftentimes bizarre White House coronavirus task force briefings. This is the normal swab I'm holding up here now and for everybody at home. This was the actual swab that was being used 
to fit up that double barrel shotgun that you have mounted on the front of your pretty face. I said to the president, uh, who is a New Yorker, who I've known for many, many years, I put my hand out in partnership. I think the president was 100% sincere in saying that he wanted to work together uh, in partnership in a spirit of cooperation. I can tell you the actions he has taken evidence that uh, his team has been on it. I know a team when they're on it, and I know a team when they're not on it. His team is on it. They've been responsive late at night, early in the morning, uh, and they've uh, thus far been doing everything that they can do, and I want to say thank you. The left couldn't get enough Andrew Cuomo. We had to hear how great he was, how he deserved an Oscar and an Emmy and an MTV Mooney Award. It is now my distinct pleasure to present the 2020 International Emmy Founders Award to Governor Andrew Cuomo, with a little help from some of my fellow New Yorkers. To my governor, the governor of Empire State, Andrew Cuomo. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are the man. What? I was trying to think of something that I could say to you that would uh, be funny. And so I called your brother, Chris, who could not understand why you were getting an Emmy since he's the one on television. In the darkest stage of the pandemic, your daily briefings live from New York gave us hope, gave us clarity. My agent, Kevin Uvain, and God, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> The Punisher, Old Testament, I guess. <laughs> uh. He was on the Kids' Choice, Teen Choice, People Choice, Animal Choice. And a new report out from New York's Attorney General confirms some of the most serious claims that have dogged Cuomo and his administration for months. The state's Department of Health undercounted the number of nursing home residents who died from coronavirus. Well, now Andrew Cuomo is in trouble for sexually harassing people, okay? And his apologies with his catcher mitt face are hilarious. I didn't mean to hurt nobody. First, I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. That is just not who I am. I don't think I did hurt anybody. I called for a private investigation to see that I hurt anybody. Um, I cannot get into the nature of um, her specific allegations at this time, obviously. They found out that I had hurt people. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law but I disagree with the private investigation. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ. I did tell a few girls to eat a sausage at Wake. I told them to put the sausage in their mouth and suck on it, but I was talking about a hot dog. They misinterpreted what I was saying. Well, that's too bad, Andrew Cuomo. You're gonna lose your Oscar, your Grammy, your Emmy, your SB, and your Golden Globes, and you're gonna find out how the radical left treats people. So will you now call on him to resign given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. 
Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. Don't you wish you didn't feed that fire in the first place? Uh, I'm not going to resign. But I cooperated with the review, and I can now finally share the truth. My attorney, who is a non-political former federal prosecutor, has done a response to each allegation. And the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. The New York Times published a front page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother. It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. I now understand that there are generational or cultural perspectives that, frankly, I hadn't fully appreciated. And I have learned from this. Now, the state already has an advanced sexual harassment training program for all employees, including me. But I want New York State government to be a model of office behavior. And I have brought in an expert to design a new sexual harassment policy and procedures and to train the whole team, myself included. I accept responsibility, and we are making changes. Other complaints relate to the work environment. Now, I have always said my office is a demanding place to work and that it is not for everyone. We work really, really hard. Gag me, gag me. If you're watching that, you will know why I'm supporting pro-LGBTQ rights. Let's get Biden to quit. Please. Gross. So, Joe Biden has about 45 minutes of slowly touching children and groping them, and I, I sped it up so you can see how quickly, and it's much more effective quickly, as someone said in the comments. You're absolutely right. You can see him push and pull and grab and touch, and his fingers are wandering. And thank you, Irish lover, for throwing $5 in the tip jar because we're exposing something that could potentially get me suicided. That is what happens when people expose Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, or the Clinton family. So every dollar counts. I might need security soon. But thank you all for watching that. And I hope you agree it is a good thing now that Cuomo is gone. Great comments in the chats. I saw some conservative versus leftist comments pop up. They were going so quickly. One of them said, leftists call everybody and everything racist because they don't have good arguments. Yes. And someone else said, leftists hate religious people, but in many ways they are very religious, if not the most religious people. And you have to admit that's true. Being completely afraid of a virus to the point of not leaving your house, even though you see people all over the world doing it. Do you see homeless people piled in the streets? Do you see all the Floridians dead? There's a certain class that should protect themselves. But for preschool kids and school teachers and the average stay-at-home mom to be scared into her home for a year and a half, 
not us. We're not that religious. To think that the, the tide is going to rise and you're going to lose all the homes, to think that white supremacy is the biggest problem in the world right now, but you've never met a white supremacist, you can only name one, David Duke. Uh, you don't know where he's from, what he does, what his kids do, where he works, what he did for a living, why he's famous. All you know is if you just say David Duke, Hitler, or Nazi, you're a good little leftist. Well, it's now my turn. Leftist versus conservative. Here's a good one, an old famous one. Leftists are just conservatives who have not been mugged yet. I'm a conservative now, that hurt. Barbara Boxer. It's time for a good laugh, so let's check in on the pedo doofus, our bumbling Biden-installed president. This term for a long-handled gardening tool can also mean an immoral pleasure seeker. Ken. What's a hoe? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Kamala with the laugh. Ha ah, that's so funny. Ha ha ha. She kept laughing. I said, is there something wrong with her too? Go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. <laughs> We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Sorry, sometimes it works that way. See you next time. Till next time, folks. So long. What's a hoe? No. <laughs> Always a treat to see what that idiot is up to. And guess what? I have so many more videos scheduled to be released every Monday. We call it the Monday Minute, where we destroy Biden in under 60 seconds. No other comedian in the world is doing that. So tell your friends to subscribe. They're very eye-opening. The media is refusing. The, the media went through Donald Trump's underwear drawer, dirty laundry into his bank accounts, tried to impeach him falsely three times. And here, I'm the only comedian on earth who is half Persian, but also exposing Joe Biden for the idiot he is. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. And remember, if you are not called a racist at least once a day, then you are not fighting the good fight out there. I need you guys to push back on bad ideas. Don't just be the quiet, passive person that's moderate like me. I'm a skeptical patriot. If someone says, oh man, that riot and that horrible, horrible coup attempt at the uh, January 6th, that was so bad. You need to go, well, I'm going to have to just go ahead and push back slightly on that. Um, there was no coup attempt. There was 500,000 people in DC. And if they wanted to overwhelm the Capitol, they would still be living there today with a beheaded congressperson in each arm. No, what happened was a walkthrough a frat party, a costume party, a peaceful protest, a demonstration. And let's face it, the people breaking in and causing all the havoc to get into the Capitol building were doing that before Donald Trump was done speaking. So Donald Trump fans would be watching Trump speaking over a mile away, slowly make their way to the Capitol, and by then the doors are open, and some people are going, well, it's like Walmart. I guess people are inside. They weren't sitting there going, ooh, now's my chance to overtake the Capitol. I'm going to bring my flag and my selfie camera to do so. Yes, yes. 
No, they just walked around because they're from Vermont and they're from Nebraska and Iowa and thought, they're letting us in. I'm, I'm just following the guy directly in front of me. I'm not following the Antifa member who stormed in two hours before I got here. All right, that's what we do. We tell truth through comedy. We wake America up with laughter, as you can see from the chats going off the charts. It's an interactive show. None of the Jimmies want to talk to you. They don't want to hear from you. They want to collect your paycheck and run. I try to highlight as many of you as I can and block the very few Biden voters that pop in every now and then. And if you are a Biden voter, you are definitely welcome here. I want you here so you can see a different perspective than you're getting on Communist News Network and MSNB. Hee-haw. We have no corporate sponsors, no big brands. We just have us. And I'm one of the few comedians that can not only break down politics like no other, but also stay true to the craft of comedy. Are you guys ready for a comedy clip before we go? I think so. Roll the clip. My dad is Iranian. My mom is regular white. Now when I say that, regular white, which means no extra flavors, Persians get really angry with me. They are obsessed with letting everyone know we are white. We are white. Persians are white. We've come from the Caucasus region of Asia. Do you know the Caucasus? It's a big region. The Caucasus region is very big. You go to Asia. We are the original Caucasian. So from now on, say your dad is Persian, your mom, I don't know. But your dad is Persian and he is white. I'm like, there's no V in white. I hope you know that. The next show I did, I was trying to identify with the audience. I go, hey, so my dad is Persian and, and white, of course, and uh, my mom is American. The guy was in the show, again. He came up, what did you say? Your daddy's Persian and white? I like that part, very good. But then you went on to say your mom is American. Is your dad not American? Did he not risk his life to come from Iran to America? I'm like, there's no SH in America, dude. I don't. From now on, say your dad is Persian, he is white, and he is American. I'm like, what about my mom? Don't talk about your mom, talk about your dad. That's my favorite part. <laughs> so now I say my dad is Persian, my mom is Scottish. He leaves me alone. The problem is my mom isn't that Scottish. Like, if you come over to my dad's house, he'll be like, thanks God you are here, thanks God for you. Thanks God you are here, please come in, milk and cookies, come, thanks God for you. I hate when he says that, because it scares my white friends. They hear that, they're like, did he just say tanks and God in the same sentence? That's how jihad start. I read about that. Okay. Call 911, right? My mom isn't Scottish. She's not gonna be like, welcome to our home. Get some milk and cookies. Because first of all, that'd be a dude's voice. That'd be freaking scary. By the way, Scottish voice, awesome if you're a man. Kind of weird if you're a woman. It's too deep, right? Everything is down here. They talk with their gut and they put their mouth way the hell over there when they talk. Because they're Scottish, you put the microphone anywhere else, you don't hear what they have to say. You have to put the microphone there just to hear what they're saying. Because they're Scottish. They're manly. They're so manly they wear a kilt. Someone's like, why are you wearing a skirt? It's not a skirt. My meat doesn't fit in skinny jeans. That's the problem right there. And don't call them Irish. I'm not Irish. Irish talk up here. I'm talking down here. Irish are like, how are you today? Top of the morning to you. Have some frosted Lucky Charms, they're magically delicious. I'm Scottish. Did you enjoy that? That clip goes out tomorrow for all the people. You get a sneak peek at it. Hopefully you laugh. That's why this show is better than any other. Look at those names going by. Bing. Each of those people helps support the show, keeping it alive. 
when nobody else will. How do you support? Go on paypal.me slash tanksgod or cash app, dollar sign Kayvon Comedy or Venmo at kvon-kvon. All the proceeds go to shooting more videos, advertising to new cities, and legal fees fighting the radical left. As you can see in the chats, trolls are coming in. They're yelling Nazi, 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 or the N-word. That's what the left does. You wouldn't see Nazi symbols if it weren't for leftists. You wouldn't hear that much about Hitler other than in a historical setting if it weren't for the left. You wouldn't see KKK hoods if it weren't for leftists going to their annual Christmas party or Halloween events. And you would never hear the N-word if it weren't for the African-American community or the average leftist who is trying to troll my chats. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed The Right Show Live. Peace. Peace.